Again, thank you for being here tonight as we uh, study together. We're going to be looking in the book of Acts, and the book of Acts is a history book that shows us the history of the church, and as uh, it begins, it's written by Luke the doctor, <clears throat> and uh, the first uh, couple of chapters, uh, actually through verse 7, takes us Peter, where Peter is giving us the foundation of the church there in Jerusalem, uh, ministering to the Jews about the, the doctrine of salvation and all that comes in and through Jesus Christ and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then uh, the next several ver- uh, chapters would be Philip, uh, all about him going to the, uh, the Jews and to the Samaritans, and there in Judea and Samaria uh, as its ministry is taking place. But then persecution comes and the church expands and there's the diaspora that takes place and we got... Apostle Paul coming on the scene, and and God is using him to go to the Gentiles, uh, to the uttermost parts, as the Scripture talks about, and uh, going from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. So the history of the church is in the book of Acts, and when we're going to be looking at chapter 20, when we get about that place, we're at Paul's third missionary journey, uh, whereas Peter and Philip are setting the foundation of the church in the book of Acts, we see that Paul is going and he is the, found, uh, uh, the founder of the churches as he is planting churches all throughout the Gentile community there. And uh, he takes three missionary journeys and on his third missionary journey is where we're going to be picking up tonight uh, as uh, it's his final missionary journey and he knows that uh, the enemy is, is very, very upset with what he's doing but he was not willing to give up. He was not willing to to back down, and his life and the word that he gives us, I believe would encourage us to do the same, because believe it or not, the enemy's still fighting, and he's probably been fighting against you. Anybody been having any battles going on in the mind, in the family, in relationships, in your finances, in your health, in the world that you live in? The devil has not given up. He's still fighting, and I believe the words of the Apostle Paul will encourage us tremendously tonight as we look at verses 22 and 23 of Acts chapter 20. Fathers, we study your word. Open our mind, Holy Spirit, open our eyes, and open our ears that we will hear, we will see, and we will perceive the truth that will set us free, Lord God, and free us up to be all that you've called us to be in this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Here in Acts chapter 20, verses 22 and 23, uh, And see now, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, and knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. That's the threats, that tribulation and chains await you. But look at what he says in verse 24. He says, But none of these things move me. The Apostle Paul says, now I've gone through missionary journey once, I've gone through the missionary journey two, now I'm on the third missionary journey, I've been met with opposition, the devil is not happy with me living the Christian life and advancing the Christian life and telling others about Christ and all that he has provided for them, the enemy's truly fighting me. But look at what he says in verse 24, he said, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. I've entitled this message tonight, I Shall Not Be Moved. That you and I would be encouraged by the Apostle Paul and the example that is given to us by the Holy Spirit in and through the Word of God. Here's a man who says, I'm tied to Jesus. 
Here's a man who says, I'm bound to his call, I'm bound to his purpose, I'm anchored to him, no matter what the devil throws at me, no matter what storm of life comes my way, I'm going to finish my race with joy because I'm not letting go of him. I'm not letting go of the call that he has on my life. None of these threats and nothing that the devil can ever try to bring against me is going to move me. Now, these are the words of a man who was determined to do what God had called him to do. And I pray as we study this that the Spirit of the Lord would cause a determination to rise up in us for us too to make that commitment closing out 2017 that I shall not be moved. I'm going to be anchored in Jesus. I'm going to be tied to His purpose and His call for my life. And I am going to finish my race with joy. And I'm going to finish it successfully. Hallelujah. I'm praying tonight that God would use me to stir up some determination in some of you here, here listening to the Word of God. Now Webster defines determination as being able to reach a decision about something. Making up your mind so that you can become unwavering in your actions and your attitude. So determination is going to start between your ears. It's going to start in your mind. You've got to make up your mind that you are determined, that you're going, to, you're going to walk this road. If you have to push that boulder up the hill, you may not move but an inch a day, but you're not going to back down. You're going to take it over the top. You are determined. Your mind is made up. Is there something God has given you to put your hand to that has not worked out as easily as you thought? Is there anything in your life that you know God has called you to, but there's been opposition, and there's been detours, and there's been roadblocks, and there's been more traffic on the road than, than you had anticipated in traveling through that? And life has not come as easily as you had hoped. It's going to take determination for you to stay your course. The Apostle Paul says, you know, God's called me. He definitely called me to take the gospel message to the Gentiles. And this is a God purpose and a God calling. He said, but let me tell you what, there's an enemy that has tried to blow up bridges so that when I got to them, I could not uh, traverse over. He says, there's an enemy that has tried to bring down rock slides that have blocked my path and caused me to detour. And he says, and no matter, he said, I've come to the mindset that no matter what stops me or what hinders me or what slows me down, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to turn around. I am determined. My mind is made up and I'm going to fulfill what God's called me to do. We've got to get that down in us. We've got to get that down in the inside of us. Let me tell you what. I started this church 25 years ago, and as we started the church, oh my goodness, I could only... Man, I'm, I'm planting a church for God. God called me here. This is going to be the easiest thing on planet Earth. <laughs> That's a joke, you know, because the devil says we don't need another church. We don't need folks getting saved. We don't need folks studying the Word of God weekly. We don't need folks being baptized. We don't need but folks being filled with the Holy Ghost. And he says, I'm going to come against it. But I made up my mind that no matter what happens, I'm not backing down and I'm not giving up. And I rejoice today in the lives that have been touched and the kingdom of God that has been expanded in and through this ministry. And I rejoice because when, when you don't give up, you welcome the power of God and the assistance of God to come in to your circumstances. 
See, desperation produces desire, and desire produces determination, and determination produces your destiny. And let me tell you what, Paul says, I'm going to finish my race well. I'm going to finish it with joy. The devil's not going to take out my will to live. He's not going to take out my desire to serve. And he's definitely not going to take out my purpose in life. I'm going to continue moving forward. Determination. I pray tonight that somebody would get a stirring within your spirit to say, I am determined to do what God has called me to do and to pursue it with all that I have. I look at a life of uh, this mother in the Scripture. I think her name was Respa. And uh, she was one of the concubines of King Saul. And she had two sons. And then when the Gibeonites came in, and David is now king, and, and the Gibeonites came in, they, they killed, because they were Saul's bloodline, they had them killed, hung, hung there on the mountainside. And the Bible says for three months she stayed at the foot of those rotting, hanging their body, those corpses that were hanging there. And she fought the jackals off by night and she fought the buzzards off by day. She said, you're not going to have the bodies of my boys. You're not going to desecrate them in this way. For three months, night and day. Can you imagine the determination it took uh, the lack of sleep, the, uh, the, the discomfort of sleeping on a rock, but yet she was there to fight off every jackal and to fight off every buzzard. She was determined to save what she had left of her family. And even though it was dead corpses, she was going to protect them. And if she was willing to do all of that to save what she had left of her family, how much more should we be determined to see our family saved and set free and pursuing the purposes of God? Come on now. She had such a determination for her family that word got back to the king. And when, let me tell you what, determination will draw the attention of the king. And does the king of kings see your determination or are you just so blase you really don't care? I'm telling you what, I'm praying for a spirit of determination to rise up in the house of God. Determination that says I'm going to serve God no matter what the cost. I'm going to live for God no matter what is coming against me. That I'm going to honor God with my words and my actions regardless of the challenges that are facing against me. Most men fail not for a lack of opportunity. Most men fail not for a lack of education. Most men fail not for a lack of talent. But most men fail for a lack of determination. Determination. Do you have any determination tonight? Napoleon said determination makes one invincible. He basically says by you willing to try again and again and again and again, it makes you unconquerable. The enemy doesn't know what to do with you when you refuse to give up. The enemy doesn't know how to play with you and to set up the next trap for you because no matter what he does, you just keep coming, you just keep coming. It was Babe Ruth who said, it's hard to beat a person who never gives up. He said, it's hard to beat a person who never gives up. That's why you want to pray one more time. That's why you want to dream one more time. That's why you want to ask one more time. That's why you want to give one more time. That's when the devil knocks you down. That's why you want to get up one more time. Get up one more time than the times he's knocked you down and you will succeed. It was Beethoven. He was five years old and he's playing the violin masterfully. 
And at the age of 13, he is now an accomplished pianist. And at 20, he studied under Mozart, and he has nine symphonies that he has put together at 20 years old. But at 20 years old, he got hit with something that started robbing him of his ability to hear. And by the time he was 50 years old, he was completely deaf. And they say that oh, he was so determined to get the music that was on the inside of him out of him that he sawed the legs off of his piano and laid it on the floor. And there he laid on the floor with that piano so he could feel the vibrations in the floor that was coming from him. And he wrote his greatest symphonies from feel rather than from sound. Now that's sheer determination. And one day they heard him pounding the keyboard with his fist in frustration. And he yelled out, I will take life by the throat. I will not let life defeat me. I will win. And I say to you tonight that we too, each of us, we know we're faced with challenges. You could, If I gave you the microphone, you could definitely tell me the, the challenges. And believe you me, it would probably cause some of us to cry. And it would cause some of us to go, oh my, and cover our mouths and, and say, I, my heart goes out to you. The enemy doesn't play fair. I understand that. And he brings challenges and he brings setbacks and he brings struggle against us. But let me tell you what, strength comes from the struggle. I want to encourage you in that. Strength comes from the struggle. Advance comes from the adversity. And determinations come from the detriment. So whatever the devil's throwing against you, let it be the weight on your dumbbell or your bar that you can begin to lift an even heavier weight and build yourself up even stronger. But you've got to amp up your determination or you'll fail and fall short of what God has created for you. We've got to have determination I'm here to encourage you to reach deep down inside of yourself and say, where are you at, determination? I need you in this hour. I need you to close out 2017. And I need you to step with me into 2018. I pray that this message would cause you to yell out too. I will take life by the throat. I will take this sickness by the throat. I will take this setback by the throat. I will take this challenge against my family by the throat. I will take this setback against my business by the throat. Come on now. That we say, I'm, going, I'm determined. I'm going forward. I'm not backing up. See, complaining and whining won't bring me through this. It'll make you feel more miserable as you surrender to the challenges the enemy is bringing against you. As your pastor, I'm calling for a divine determination to arise. Lord God, let a spirit of determination rise up in us that says, yes, I will take life by the throat. I will not let life defeat me. I will win in the name of Jesus, and I will fulfill all that He has called me to do. None of these things will move me. That's why the Apostle Paul said, none of these things, a threat of prison, been there. A threat of being beaten, I've been there. A threat of shipwreck, I've been there. A threat of being on an island where serpents are biting me, I've been there. To be in shackles, I've been there. To be having to let down on the, on the backside of a wall of a city to escape with by the hair of my chin for my life, I've been there. He said, the devil threw everything he could at me. He said, but none of that's going to move me. I'm going to finish my race with joy and I'm going to fulfill the purpose and the plan of that which God has called me to do oh God help us take on that mindset this evening amen 
Because we see it throughout the Bible. The men, the women of God that accomplished what God had put them on earth to do, they had a spirit of determination. We see David, you remember when he came to Ziklag and he and his mighty men had been out protecting the people of God and, and, and fighting back the enemy. But while they were doing that, some other enemy had come in and had burnt all of their property, stole their belongings, took their wives, their children, and now there was nothing but ruins and smoke and ashes when they returned. He had lost his family. He would lost his possessions. He lost his resources. He would lost his home. And even the mighty men that stood with him turned against him. And they're ready to, to take David's life. But I love Love what David did. He said, you know what? My family support's gone. My resources are gone. My strength is gone. My friends are even, their support is gone. But I'm going to the Lord in prayer. And the Bible says when he prayed, he said, God, what shall I do? And God says, rise up and pursue. Rise up and pursue. And I have a word from God for you here today. That God is saying, rise up and pursue the supernatural. That you are to rise up and pursue restoration. That you are to rise up and pursue the miraculous. That you are to rise up and pursue vision and pursue dreams and pursue the breakthrough and pursue the promotion and pursue your children and pursue uh, reinstatement. You are to rise up and pursue, saith the Lord. You've got a word to close out to that. 2017 that you don't let the devil keep what he has stolen you don't let the devil just hold on to it you are to rise up and pursue and the reason he's telling you to rise up and pursue because he's got plans already for you to get it back he wants you to get it back the bible says david rose up and he pursued and he caught up with the thieves the bible says they were drinking and they were having a party with his stuff See, sitting in church and licking your wounds over your loss doesn't scare the devil. He doesn't mind you doing that and singing sad songs about your loss. He, he says, I'm all comfortable with you doing that. But he does have a problem uh, because uh, when you start hearing a word like this, a word from a church that is equipping you that says, wait a minute, that I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. That greater is He who is in me than he who is in the world. And I've been given authority over all the power of the enemy and he by no means shall harm me. And I am to go and I am to take these weapons that are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And I'm wrestling not against flesh and blood but principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. And I'm operating from the winning side as I fight and fight this fight of faith. Uh, the devil don't want you to get a spirit of determination. He wants to party with your stuff. He wants to have fun with your children and have fun with your family and have fun with your future and just and have that. But when he hears, let me tell you what, he's already experienced it over and over and over. When the children of God hear the Word of God, it's time to rise up and pursue. It makes the devil really, really nervous. Hallelujah. Because he knows a child of God full of the Holy Ghost is going to rise up and going to say, I'm going to take my my life by the throat. I'm going to take life by the throat. I'm not going to let the devil steal my joy. He's not getting the victory. He's not getting my stuff. And we begin to pursue. He knows that the greater who is in us than he was in the world is going to help us not only pursue, but he says, you will receive all. You're going to, you're going to receive it all back. That's what God told David. And it's what God's telling you. Hallelujah. I am determined, Paul said. None of these things move me. I shall not be moved. 
I am not going to let the threats of the enemy or the attacks or the setbacks of the enemy discourage me. I'm not going to let them cause me to tap out and bow out. I hear the, the voice of God. I hear the heart of God. And God is saying, I want you to rise up and pursue. Yes, it looks like everything is lost, David. Yes, it looks like your family is lost, David. Yes, it looks like you don't have any more resources, David. But I'm here to tell you the devil is a liar. And whatever word of God is faithful and true. And God is saying, get a determination within you to rise up and pursue. Paul said, none of these things are going to move me. You can threaten me with change. You can threaten me with prison. None of these are going to move me. None of these things are going to discourage me. None of these things are going to dissuade me. None of these things are going to distract me. They tell me that most businesses never make it to the third year. And those that do at the year five, they, they just suffocate and die. They tell me most churches will never make it past the first year. And if they do, they'll be struggling at three. And then they'll die at five. The majority of things that are started are failed. The majority of things that we pursue, we never receive. But let me tell you what, I believe the odds change. Let me tell you this, I know the odds change into our favor when we pursue the things that God has put into our path and we pursue the things that God has put on our heart and we know there's going to be some setbacks and we know there's going to be some dark days and we know there's going to be some hurricanes and we know there's going to be some unfulfilled promises. We know the devil is out there fighting against us but we are determined. We are not going to give up. We're not. Babe Ruth said it. He said it's hard to beat somebody who won't quit and let me tell you what if you'll just keep pursuing you will find the breakthrough you will find that point of, of no return to where you will be glad you didn't give up you'll be like the Apostle Paul who what he did 2,000 years ago is still ministering to us here today your life will count for eternity if you fail if you refuse to give up determination Oh, if I could take a determination spatula and stir up some determination in you, I would come to every one of you and stir it up and say, you take hold of that vision that God has given you. You take hold of that mission that God has laid on your heart. You take hold of that purpose that God has given you. And you say, I'm not going to ease out of here. I'm not going to fade away. I'm going out of here with joy and I'm going to fulfill to the letter of the law every purpose that God has called me to. Hallelujah. If God said it, I'm in pursuit of it. And nothing is going to stop me. That's what the Apostle Paul said. He said, if God said it, I'm in pursuit of it. And there's nothing going to stop me. It takes some divine determination. Jacob had this kind of determination, if you'll study his life. And he may not have been the best qualified or may have not been the best suited and may have not been even the best looking, but he was the most determined. He was the most determined. There's one account where it says he wrestled with an angel. You remember that account? Jacob wrestling with the angel. And he told the angel, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. Now the Bible tells us that early on in that wrestling match that the angel touched the, the hollow of his thigh dislocating his, his, his hip, in his hip bone that dislocated his hip. Can you imagine the pain? Anybody ever had a hip replacement in here? Anybody in here ever had any hip pain in here? Anybody know anybody that's a pain in your side? Okay, okay. We'll find some pain somewhere. Okay. 
Well, here he's in great pain, but he still would not turn loose. See, the temptation is greatest to give up and to let go when the pain is greatest. Maybe you're going through some pain right now. Maybe it's been a, an attack on your family. Maybe it's been an attack on your health. Maybe it's an, a, been an attack on your finances. Maybe it's been an attack on a relationship. Maybe it's been an attack on a business. Let me tell you what. It's easiest to give up and it's easiest to let go when the pain is the greatest. But Jacob was so determined to get his blessing that he continued to fight for it through the pain. Oh, let that encourage somebody here tonight. When he couldn't fight anymore, the Bible says he still clung to the angel and would not let him go. Can you imagine this angel is like, man, I've done everything to get you off of me and you're still hanging on. And Jacob says, I'm not turning loose until you bless me. I'm not letting go until you bless me. Oh, that we could get that picture down in us and say, man, wait a minute. I'm going to hold on to the vision and I'm going to hold on to the mission and I'm going to hold on to the call of God that he's put me in and I'm not going to turn loose until I get the blessing of the Lord. But see, Satan has deluded a people with a spirit of entitlement. I don't know if you've noticed that. Seems to be emerging more and more, this spirit of entitlement. A feeling that someone else owes you something. Mm, it's an ugly spirit. It's one of those spirits that I want to slap. I don't know if the Lord allowed me to do that, but I know that's what I have in my spirit. I want to just slap it. He's like, who, who do you think you are, you demon spirit? Trying to put on this mindset, somebody owes me something. I believe it's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Because its purpose is to leave you on the sidelines of life. Its purpose is to leave you disappointed, angry, and frustrated, empty, and powerless. You were not created to be spoon-fed your whole life. I believe God created each and every one of us with a desire to want to, as we're laying on our back, gooing and God, there's something in us of the divine nature that says, okay, it's time to start rolling over. And then it's time to start pulling up. And then it's time to start getting up on your knees and scooting and crawling and doing something, moving from this spot that you've been, you've been uh, spitting up in for all these days. And now it's time to pull up on that coffee table, pull up on that sofa and start stretching those legs and getting out of the crawling position into a walking position. And then there's something in us of the divine nature that causes us to put one foot in front of the other and maybe falling on our rear end and in and, and, and seemingly failure, but something in us says, I'm going to get up one more time. I'm going to try it one more time. And here we're walking in here tonight because of a divine nature that says you be determined to press through, press on, and walk out in this life. And I believe that's just a rudimentary beginning of our whole life and how we are to we are to be born into things that God has given to us and then grow into them and be strengthened into them. And it's the very opposition of gravity that was pulling us down that we fought against that pressure that gave us the strength in our legs to give us the ability to run and walk today. And the very negative that Satan tries to bring us that we refuse to let us uh, be knocked down and stay down but we keep getting up makes us stronger and stronger and stronger until our faith is at a place that we can, we can charge over the attacks of the enemy. See, you may not be the sharpest uh, knife in the drawer. 
I don't know if that's a nice thing to say or not, but it could be, it could be the case. Or the sharpest tack in the, 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 this on the, the tack board, you know. But let me tell you what, it doesn't take you being the best qualified or the best suited. It takes determination. Because let me tell you, I've seen people that had an easy start. I've seen people that had the road paved for them and it's like they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth, but the, they got out there in life and the opposition came and they just throwed in the towel and they gave up. I like what the Apostle Paul said and I take that as my saying as well. What the enemy means for evil and he is trying to destroy me and dissuade me and discourage me, none of this is going to move me. None of this is going to move me. I like what Paul says, oh, a threat of prison, not moving me. I'm continuing to do what God's called me to do. A threat of, of, of being stoned, doesn't move me. I'm going to continue doing what God has called me to do. Hallelujah. Because we have access to He who is greater than all. I mean, we have access to Him not only to be with us, but to be in us. I have a defined determination that says, arise and pursue. As God said to David in 1 Samuel 30 and 8, He says, pursue them. Get up from the crying, wipe your tears, and pursue them. And I feel like tonight there is a divine determination available to us that we, say, we can say to, I'm going to arise and I'm going to pursue that dream. I'm going to pursue what God's called me to do. I'm going to pursue that business. I'm going to pursue that relationship. I'm going to pursue my children. I'm going to pursue restoration and reconciliation in my family. I'm going to pursue it in my relationship. I'm going to pursue it in my business. And when you do, you'll find that there's a power of heaven that will invade the struggle that you're on here in earth uh, and there's a breakthrough anointing that comes. It took faith for you to pursue. It took faith for you to be determined against the odds and the, you get the attention of the king and the king brings an anointing, a breaker anointing to cause breakthrough and to cause you to be promoted in ways that you have to give him the glory and you have to give him the honor. Hallelujah. See, failure will not overtake you as long as you have determination to succeed. Jeremiah gives us such a great picture in this where God is the potter and we are the clay. And the clay may have lumps in it. And the clay may have foreign matter in it. The clay may have some sandy, rough spots in it. But the potter is determined to work with the clay until he has formed a vessel of honor. And that, that, pot, that piece of pottery may go on that wheel round and round and round and seem like it's going nowhere. But if that clay will stay on that potter's wheel and stay subject to the hand of the potter, a vessel of honor is coming out of it because God will finish what He started. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. So your thing is don't jump off of the potter's wheel. Don't you step out and say, this is not for me. You stay on the potter's wheel. You go round and round in the hand of God and let Him work with you. Let Him add the water that is needed. Let Him take out the foreign matter that is needed. Let Him uh, uh, blend in the sandy spots and the rough spots into the clay until it is a vessel of honor. See, that all says this. We're not in this by ourselves. That God has a purpose for us. God has a plan for us. And that plan and purpose, as much as God wants it fulfilled, He needs our participation. He needs for us to participate and stay with Him throughout the whole process until it is completed. 
And there's an enemy fighting against us, so it takes our determination to partner with God's will to fulfill His perfect plan for our life. Man, there's a New Testament example of a woman coming to an unjust judge, the Bible says. And she came to him for her request, and the judge said, No! And she said, Well, I'm going to keep coming back. I'm going to keep coming back. And she kept coming back. In the middle of the night, he's trying to get sleep and she's knocking on his door and he's lighting his candle and he goes and he says, it's you again. She said, yes, here's my request. He said, I told you no. And she kept coming back. And finally he said, if I'm ever going to get any peace again, if I, I, I'm going to have to go on Prozac or something other, if this, I let this woman keep doing what she's doing, I got to get some relief. So he finally gives her what she wants and grants it because of her determination. And that's an unjust judge. Now get this, our God is not an unjust judge. He's not holding back. He's not stingy with His blessings. He's just looking for somebody who's hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they shall be filled. He's not going to just pour it on you. He wants us to be hungry and thirsty for that which He has right for us. Man, I love Caleb. Yeah, I love my little boy Caleb, but I'm talking about Caleb in the Old Testament too. Okay? I named him after him. Caleb at 45 years of age, he, he has joined um, Joshua and the ten spies and they went into the promised land. Moses had sent them in. And they went in and Joshua and Caleb says, we can take the land. They had determination then. But the other ten said, oh, there are giants here, and we are but grasshoppers in their eyes. We can't do it. We can't do it. No determination. And the people were more uh, impacted and influenced by the negative than the positive. Has anything changed? It's a whole lot harder. I feel like that guy pushing that boulder up the hill to try and encourage people, and somebody can talk negative, and it's like everybody jumps on the ball and rides it down the hill. Man, I understand. The ten got the majority of the folks saying, you know what, we can't do this. We will die. And it, may, it upset God so much that God sent them back into the wilderness. And for 40 years, they were on a death march, literally. For God says, this generation of unbelief will die out before you go into the promised land. Now, God's showing us His nature. He's showing us what He likes, and He's showing us what He doesn't like. He does not like it when we lose determination. He does not like it when we don't believe Him. He doesn't like it when we are a flash in the pan. He doesn't like us for us to start with zeal and the first little pain, then we run away like a scared dog. He, he doesn't like that. He likes the Apostle Paul's approach who says, it doesn't matter what the devil's bringing against me. None of this moves me. None of this moves me. I'm going to stick with what God has called me to do. And here, Joshua and Caleb, they have to go back with the rest of the folks and for 40 years on a death march until that whole generation dies. Probably over 2 million people had to die. And they had to wait. Well, that one's died, that one's died, that one's died, that one's died until God could raise up a new generation with some determination so that they could go in and inhabit what the previous generation had forfeited because of a lack of determination. God's teaching us something here. You will forfeit what God has for you. You will forfeit what God has for you when you lose determination. 
But when you have determination, you can move into not only what God has for you, but God will give you as an inheritance that which the generation before you forfeited for a lack of faith. Hallelujah! So now 40 years later, now Caleb's not 45, but he's 85. And Joshua's the leader, and he leads them into the promised land, and Joshua's petitioning the land out. He's giving the real estate out there, and, and Caleb says, uh, Joshua... He says, you see that mountain there where the giants live? He says, give me that mountain. Give me that mountain. His determination never died. He wanted to go on that mountain 40 years before and kill off those giants and take that high place for the Lord. But he had to go and wait. But the determination never died. And at 85 years old, he inherits that mountain and he takes care of the enemy that was against God. Somebody needs to cry out of your own spirit, give me my mountain, God. Give me my mountain. That which I've been looking at, that which I've been claiming, that which I've been dreaming of, that which the giants have been trying to scare me off, the devil's been trying to keep me out of, but I'm not going to let age disqualify me. I'm not going to let time disqualify me. I've got a God of all time. I've got a God of all power that's for me and not against me. Give me my mountain. Hallelujah. Come on, tell the Lord. I don't care how much time has lapsed. I don't care how long it's been. I'm, I'm not going to quit, God. I'm not going to give up, God. I'm going to give it everything I've got until I take my last breath. Hallelujah. See, there comes a time when you need to go to another level of determination. And I believe I'm speaking in a very... Uh, we're in a chronos time, but as a kairos time, there's an appointed time. And I believe God has given me this word at this appointed time where His time intersects with the chronos of time, the calendar of time, as the tick-tock of time, which is on this night that we're sitting here. And the Spirit of the Lord says there's a time when you need to go to another level of determination. That when life hits you, you stand back and say, I'm not going to be knocked down, but rather I'm going to take the mountain from where the enemy had brought the attack from. I'm going to take his high ground, and it will be become the high place from where I do what God's called me to do. See, it was blind Bartimaeus. He heard Jesus coming by, and the Bible tells us in Mark 10 that when he heard that Jesus was coming by, that he cried out loud, saying, Jesus, Son of David! Have mercy on me. The Bible records this in detail. And the Bible says that there were those around him who warned him and said, Be quiet, blind man. Shut up. Shut up. But I like what he did. And the Bible gives us the details as though God liked what he did. Where he cried out the louder. Now that's determination. That's that next level of determination. I can't see it, but I can hear what I need is right before me. I can't see it yet, but I'm going to believe what I'm hearing. I'm going to believe that the Word is here in my presence. And the devil's telling me to shut up. The devil's telling me to give up. The devil's telling me to back down. The devil's telling me to whimper down. But there's something in me, a divine determination that says, oh no, I got a Word from the Lord. The Word is present. And I'm going to cry out the louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. And Mark 10, 49 says, Jesus stood still. He's walking, but he stood still when he cried the louder. Didn't say he stood still when he heard his cry 
and the folks trying to hush, he's almost like watching what are, what's going to happen here. And he keeps moving. But when the louder cry came, when the determination was manifested, it got the attention of the king, just like Respa got the attention of the king when she would not back down. I'm here to tell you determination will get the attention of the king every time. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. That spirit of determination, that cry came from a heart of faith. You were believing that what I called you to do, I was faithful to stand with you and to provide for you and to help you. If you would help yourself, you would find a supernatural help that would come alongside a yoke with you and bring you into it. He says, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received this sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now Hebrews 11 and 1, we all know faith is, or that now faith, the now faith, what is right now, Right now, not tomorrow faith, we need it right now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's going to take determination for you to hear the Word, believe the Word, act on the Word, fight from a point of victory because the Word has already said you're more than a conqueror and that you're more than an overcomer and, and you will not be deterred and you will not be dissuaded and you will not be discouraged. You will not be set down. You will not be shut up. You're, you've got faith. You're moving and then that faith, because you believe, will bring forth the manifest of that which is from the unseen into the seen realm. And we know Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith it's impossible to please God. See, Satan is sending a fiery, a battery of fiery darts against us. I understand that. But he, God has not left us to where we have to take the hit of those fiery darts. He has given us a shield of faith. And with the shield of faith, he says we can quench all the fiery darts. You can quench, not some, but all of the fiery darts. He, he's telling you that you need to rise up with a spirit of determination and say, I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to take God at His word. I'm going to believe God is this purpose and this destiny and this calling on my life, and I am not going to back down. But the fiery darts are still coming, and the fiery darts are saying, shut up, sit down, stay blind, remain in your limit limitation, Live with your infirmity. Live with your brokenness. Live with your poverty. Live with your lack of success. Just live it. Shut up! It's what these fiery darts are saying. But I say unto you, let us take on some divine determination. A divine determination that says, I'm not going to shut up, and I'm not going to lay here, but I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to speak up, and I'm going to cry the louder, and I'm going to run the harder, and I'm going to pursue with greater passion than ever before. 2017, you think you saw something. 2018, you better get ready, get ready, because I am coming with everything I've got, with determination and faith in what God has called me to do, and I'm going to run this race, and I'm going to see the victor's crown. Hallelujah. Praise God. So like what the Apostle Paul said, doesn't matter what the devil does. No matter what he throws my way, none of this will move me. I will not be moved. 
Let's look at that scripture again there. He said it in Acts chapter 20. He says, you know, I've used this picture of being tied to something that even though the storms would try to come and take you out to sea, you're tied to something greater than the storm. And Paul says, I'm tied to Jesus. I'm tied to his purpose. I'm tied to his plan for my life. And none of these things, none of these things move me. They're not going to move me. I'm going to, what did he say? He says, I'm going to finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. I will not be moved. I won't be moved off of God's promises for my family. I won't be moved off of God's promises for my health. I won't be moved off of, my, of God's promises for everything that He's given to me. I'm not going to be moved. I'm steadfast. I'm determined. And then I close with this verse in Psalms, Psalm 62 and 6. The psalmist said, He only is my rock and my salvation. He only... Don't lean on the arm of man. Don't get to trusting man. Don't get to trusting systems. Don't get to trusting, you know, policy. He only, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. I pray somebody in here tonight would say, would say I am declaring and I am releasing and I am pulling deep within me a divine determination. I know it's in my mind. Webster said it starts with a mindset, a mind made up that I'm going to have this attitude. I pray you would make up your mind right now that I'm going to have a divine determination, that I'm going to be a, a man or a woman of faith, and I'm going to hold on to what God has said. I'm going to hold on to His Word. I'm going to hold on to His Spirit. I'm going to hold on to His power. If there's any pursuit, I'm pursuing the Lord. And as I pursue the Lord with this determination, He will cause me to finish my race well and in such a way that will be a blessing not only to me, but a blessing to many others in the advancement of His kingdom. I shall not be moved. I pray that you would make up your mind tonight to say, I am taking heart, a heart and, a, and an attitude of divine determination and saying, I shall not be moved. Amen? Amen. If you receive that from the Lord, just, just give Him that praise here tonight. And say, Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. Amen. Would you stand with me, please? I want you to just reach out, cross the aisle if you need to. Find somebody, take them by the hand. Lay your hand on their shoulder. Just make a point of contact. And I want you to pray for them. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know their circumstances. But I can guarantee you this. The enemy's been sending fiery darts against them. The enemy's been trying to discourage them. The enemy's been trying to steal from them. The enemy's been trying to break their family up. The enemy's been trying to destroy their relationships. I'm here to tell you what the enemy's been doing. He's been trying to leave them broke, busted, and disgusted. He's been trying to put sickness on their body. He's been trying. Fiery darts are coming. But we're a people of faith. Amen. And I want us to pull together as we make a point of contact. And I want us to see ourselves as a shield of faith. 
that's coming alongside our brother or coming alongside our sister. And together we are stronger than when we are by ourselves. And I want you to begin to pray a, 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 a prayer of blessing over them right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that we have this opportunity right now to stand as a man or a woman of faith and to help those that, that we're connected to right now. So Lord God, we just pray in the name of Jesus that the, that the shield of faith would be fortified and lifted up right now over them to quench every lie, to quench every attack, to quench every fiery dart of the enemy, Lord. Lord, we come against the devil. We resist him. In Jesus' name, he must flee. We know that where one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. We exercise and activate through unity the exponential authority that we have and we come against every demon force, every lie of hell and every fight and flight of the enemy we come against in Jesus name and we declare blessings over our, our friend now we, we declare healing over our friend now we declare restoration and reconciliation and whatever miracle of heaven is needed we call them a miracle as blind Bartimaeus call them a miracle to be manifest we call them that miracle to be manifested in their life Lord you know their need you know the circumstance you know the situation Situation. And we pray right now for breakthrough anointing. We pray right now, Lord God, for a breakthrough anointing in their life, in their circumstance, and in their situation. And what would have taken years for the hand of man to do, let it supernaturally receive some divine acceleration right now. And the miracle of heaven manifested on earth, even in their life, their home, their circumstance, their body, their situation now. We thank you, God. Come on now, just take your hands and lift them up to God and say, Lord, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. Hallelujah. Come on, take 30 seconds and let's just begin to thank him. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for hearing my prayers. I thank you. Come on, lift your voices. I thank you, God, for moving into the darkness of the night. I thank you, God, for bringing rescue. I thank you, God, for opening prison doors. I thank you, God, for chains falling off. Come on, thank the Lord. Lift up your voice and begin to thank him and praise him hallelujah we bless you God we thank you God we worship you in this house this night it is your love it is your presence and it is your power that we celebrate here even now by your spirit we thank you as we give you praise in Jesus name can somebody in here say Lord is good can somebody in here say God is good Hallelujah. Hallelujah.